Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio. Join us each week as we delve into some of life's most complex questions. It's time to explore the unexplained with your hosts, Karen Frazier and Rick Hale. It is Thursday night, and if you can hear our voices, you are exactly where you need to be. She is Karen Frazier. I am Raquel. This is Paranormal Underground Radio at HazyRadio.com. Welcome. So, Karen, we are back, or I am back. You were back next week. I was going to say, I was here last week. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yes, you were the good student, per usual. Yes, well, that's right. I'm exemplary. How was your anniversary? It was really good. We, you know, just kept things very simple. Um... Grandma and Grandpa kept Theo overnight, and you know we just or during the day and all night, and we just um, you know we went to dinner and it, it was nice. It was really good. Oh well, very good. Um, sounds lovely. What yes, else is new? Well, I am actually broadcast. Do, do I say broadcasting? I mean, is it actually technically? Anyways, I am. Usually, broad- I mean, you're speaking, and a, supposedly someone is listening. Okay, <laughs> allegedly. Um, I am broadcasting from our new farmhouse. We oh. moved. Oh, yeah. Well, did you fit that in over a weekend or something? I mean, one minute you lived in your other house, and the next minute Jamie's posting pictures from the farmhouse. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was like, you know, actually, we had been looking. Yeah, I just really didn't talk about it too much. We, we, we've actually been looking for a place for a few months, and uh, Jamie found this one. And it's actually, it is... The house is on the property of a working farm, just that the farmer doesn't live here anymore because now the farmer makes way too much money so he can live elsewhere. So we are living in the farmer's home. Well, very cool. And you moved the chickens? We moved the chickens, yes. We do believe that they were a little bit traumatized by it, but um, they seem to be coming out of it. Well, very good. All very exciting. Congratulations on your new home. And all I can tell you is that judging from your wife's posts on Facebook, she is blissfully happy there. So She really is. You know, I mean, I'm a city boy. I've always been a city boy. I grew up a city boy. Um, I'm actually starting to get used to this. <laughs> cool. Well, you know, I'm feeling kind of badly because Cheryl's in a new house. Yeah. And you're in a new house. And I'm in the same old house that I've lived in for 11 years with the light switches <laughs> that I still can't figure out. You have a beautiful house. I mean, I've seen pictures. I just, just like those big A windows that you have right there. Like, it's like they are amazing to say the least. We had a lightning storm earlier, and it was pretty cool watching. I that's what I like is um, because you can see the lightning storm all the way across about the valley when we have them, and they are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we one of the apartments that we lived in in the city, it looked out right over. We lived in. Um, I think it was like the it was like the Humboldt Park neighborhood. It's not like it, it's 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 is a huge it's a very big Puerto Rican neighborhood, and um, we lived in an apartment and it looked out over the city, and at night when you when thunderstorms would come rolling in, you could watch as like lightning would hit either the Sears or the Hancock. <sighs> and so there is no easy. thunderstorm like a Chicago thunderstorm. Oh no no no! The, the, the way <laughs> they are the, the best. Way they come off the lake, yeah. The way they come off and off the lake, and you got the oh, yeah. so tall. It's like the lightning. It's just I miss living in the city. I really. Oh yeah, the best thunderstorm I ever, ever, ever was in was when I was in Chicago, and I was just like, oh my god, this is so cool. <laughs> 
<laughs> I probably looked like a rube. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's a it's a, it's it's a pretty city. It's a pretty city. I love it. Cool. Well, so um, I have a piece in a book that's coming out next week. It's the oh. uh, it comes out on the twenty eighth. It's chicken soup for the soul because aren't I a chicken? I'm a warm fuzzy chicken soup for the soul kind of person. Yes, but it's the chicken soup for the soul. Find your inner strength comes out on the twenty eighth. Uh, check it out. A lot of good stories by a lot of people who aren't me. So, <laughs> great. There you go. There you go. And uh, there is a new episode of Ghost Tapes, and it is an investigation that we did. It was uh, Luke and I, of course, and we were there also with Nancy. And um, Chuck and his In the Dark investigations joined us, as well as Stephen Lambert, the extreme ghost hunter, came out of retirement to do the investigation with us. And it is at a home. uh, We call it the Haunted Mansion. It is a – it's undisclosed – town in an undisclosed area of Illinois because they did not absolutely did not want us saying where their home was but uh, okay. if you go yeah if you if you look it up if you go to YouTube and you type in um, you know ghost tapes the series it'll come up with it and it's a really good it's, it's a really great episode oh, I didn't Sad- know it was out yet so I haven't seen it so yeah yeah it is but sadly Chuck and I will no longer be doing um, eerie events eerie events is going the way of the buffalo at the moment all right. Well, yeah, it'll come back around if it's meant to. That's true. Because you and Chuck both have lots of stuff on your plate and lots of projects. We do, and one of those projects right now I cannot speak of too much, but um, you know, as soon as I'm given the okay, I can tell you what it is, and it's 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 the biggest thing that I've ever done <laughs> or ever well, will be doing. So that's exciting. Very exciting. I know now people want to know what it is and mm-hmm. tough. No, they do, but they got to wait. They're going to have to. Yes. So, <laughs> hey, next week we're having a very special Halloween episode. I know. I can't wait. I'm excited about this. I know. This was, I think it was Cheryl's. What, Cheryl, was it your brainchild? Of course. Sure. It yeah. came from Cheryl's brain. <laughs> so, are you going to be joining us telling your stories as well? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No. no I All think, right then. Moving I, yeah. on. I figure. I figure you, Chuck, and Rick have enough good, good, scary investigation stories to go around. Yeah, we are going to be sharing the tales from our investigations and some of the experiences we've had in our collective many years. I don't even know how many between us, <laughs> but between the three of us of of paranormal investigation. Hey, Rick, I did notice yes. in the chat room somebody wanted to know about Paul in your basement. Oh, um, yep. Paul is Paul belongs to the house, and he will he is staying there. And i I actually took the I actually took a couple of minutes and went downstairs and had a little bit of a talk with Paul. I told him that he could come with if he wanted to, but Paul has decided to stay. So, you know, mm. what are you going to do? Yeah, I gave him the invite. He didn't take it, so there you go. There you go. I had a basement ghost in a house I lived in. We only lived there for maybe like about six to eight months. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really creepy down there. It was before I did all of this. Right. And um, I had my workout gear down there. And so I would, I but I just could never bring myself to go down there and work out because it was so creepy. Mm-hmm. At least that was my excuse. Well, there was... There was- <laughs> 
there was one night I was on I was on the treadmill and I'm watching I, I think I was watching an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation or something on my DVD player. So it had absolutely nothing to do with ghosts. And I'm standing there and all of a sudden the six foot outline of a man just walks right in front of me. That was the first time that I'd ever seen Paul. And it start and believe it or not, it actually startled me. It didn't it was it didn't scare me. It no, just startled me. You you do yeah. get startled. Yeah, I had to stop the um the uh I, I pulled like the emergency thing or the, the emergency button or whatever on the uh treadmill and I'm like, did I just see what the hell I just saw? <laughs> and yeah, sure enough, man, it just it was Paul walked right in front of me. Wow. See now I worry about that emergency button on the treadmill because I'm always certain it's gonna throw me off the back end. Right. No, that's <laughs> yeah. Uh, there there's been a couple of times where I've accidentally hit it. And it came loose, but um, yeah, that was the first time that I've ever actually pulled it intentionally because I had to think because I had to wrap my brain around what I had just seen. I'd have to. I think that in my time as an investigator, 23 years, that was the sixth time that I've seen what I would classify as an apparition. Wow. Yep. Oh, you know, actually, speaking of treadmills, I'm, now I'm remembering that um, we have a treadmill upstairs, and I used to go up there and I would put my headphones on. And I uh-huh. would run, and I would close my eyes while I ran. Mm-hmm. Never close your eyes on a treadmill. No, if no, if you're, especially if you're not going to hold on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, because if if you oh, so much, I went off the back end so fast. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, when I'm on a treadmill, I have to hold on. I can't just like do it as I'm walking because for whatever reason, it gives me a little bit of vertigo. But yeah, um, I mean, if I close my eyes, I definitely would, you know, probably lose it. It's the it's the last time I ever closed my eyes on the treadmill. I did. I closed my eyes, and before I knew it, boom, <laughs> the back end. <laughs> yeah, it was it, one of my more graceful moments. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, and I have definitely have plenty of those. <laughs> hey, so do you want to uh, mention who our guest is going to be in like minutes? Yes, tonight we have a return guest, uh, and I uh, and uh, Chris. I know you're listening right now, and oh my God, I am so sorry because I'm going to mispronounce your name. We have Chris Melanson, Melancon of Nola Ghost Tours. He's going to be joining uh, joining us again, and uh, we're going to be talking about. He's got some new stuff to talk about. Also, talking a little bit about Nola Ghost Tours too. I talked to Chris quite a bit. He's a super swell guy, and he's got he's he's got a lot of knowledge. So uh, it should be a good show tonight. Very exciting. So because we are both eager to talk to them, to him, and I'm sure people are tired of hearing about things like me falling off the treadmill. Let's do this. Treadmill stories. That's right. Hey, I got plenty of those. Let me tell you, I have so many. Kieran falls on things stories it's not even funny um anyway so instead of instead of bringing those all up let's go to break okay and uh when we come back we'll be talking to chris so stick around everybody you're listening to paranormal underground radio on the hazy radio network Hey, this is Karen Frazier, writer and radio host with Paranormal Underground. Since I wrote my book, Avalanche of Spirits, The Ghosts of Wellington in 2010, people have asked me what happened next. In my new book, Dancing with the Afterlife, a paranormal memoir, my Wellington story continues. Dancing with the Afterlife is more than the continuation of the Wellington story, however. It's also the story of a lifetime of afterlife research and paranormal encounters. What I've learned has changed my life, and it might change yours as well. 
to learn more about Dancing with the Afterlife or to read an excerpt from the book, visit DancingWithTheAfterlife.com. Thank you. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. Hey everyone, Chucky G here. Come join me on my show, In the Dark Radio, where we talk with guests on everything from ghosts to cryptids. Starting from 10.30 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern, come into the zone and have some fun, right here on the Hazy Radio Network. Babies, you gotta just roll with that flow. Yeah, right into the great daylight as the sun arises right there in your heart. Starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time and running right into high noon, you've got the Coyote Medicine Show in the mornings with your host, Grandpa Peter Coyote, helping you take flight right into the heart, baby. That's right. You gotta know, you gotta get in the flow. The Coyote Medicine Show, only on the Hazy Radio Network.
this is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio at HazyRadio.com. We are your hosts, Karen and Rick. Joining us tonight is a return guest. He is the owner and proprietor of of uh, uh, NOLA Ghost Tours down in New Orleans. So, uh, Chris Melanson, I think I said it right, Melanson. Wow, good job. <laughs> Welcome back to the underground, buddy. Uh, yeah, I'm actually the founder of Paranormal Site in New Orleans, and I'm the owner of NOLA Ghost Hunting Tours. So it's a, okay. it's a, we're a tour company that uh, we, uh, the whole French Quarter is uh, saturated. I'm gonna use the word saturated because there's so many to choose from, like walking tours in the French Quarter. So you know, sure. they, some some of the best, some are amazing storytellers, like really like awesome things. Some even actually like when they go in front of the buildings, they take pictures, they even catch some things sometimes. You know, uh, right. we're not that. We're not, you know. They're, they're historians. You're not the best. <laughs> what? Not at walking tours. I, 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 not at walking tours. <laughs> you know, some of them are like historians. They know like so much more than I do about the history in New Orleans and everything like that. Uh, we're actually just paranormal investigators that take you inside of a haunted building uh, that we've caught. You know, a, that we've dubbed you know haunted and um take you on a ghost hunt what we do is we bring you in tell you a little small bit about the history of the building why we think it's haunted why we think it's suitable to take you tours on uh do an equipment introduction everything from a, a digital recorder to a REM pod to the spirit box the theories behind them we try and jam-pack that into about 30 minutes and then uh, we actually put the equipment in your hands and take you on a ghost hunt. You know, yeah, our thing. I'd rather do it that way anyway. To me, that's way more interesting than the storytelling. Yeah, yeah, just walking around some area and like you know, hearing like I mean, here you know, like here here in Chicago, we have maybe about four or five tour companies that do that, where they just sort of walk around or take you on a tour or on a bus tour. And I mean, it's like yeah, here in Chicago, we love our ghosts, but my God, some of these tours are so lame. You know. Yeah, and you get a lot, you get some of that in the French Quarter. You know, you get some of some of the tours. You know, and it, it's um, people. I mean, people take a shot at the dark. You know, but there's a few big ones out there, and there's a reason they're big because they're so good. You know what yeah. they do. You know, and um, you know the it's, uh, the tours are really educational. You really want to you know learn about the French Quarter and the history behind it. It's a great, amazing tour to go. You know, don't ask us about history, okay? <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, people people go and get their PhDs and open up these tour companies. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you got to right. you got to get a tour, tour license. You know, you got to go through a lot. You know, so I mean, people who try, they really try. You know, it's just like any other business. But uh, we don't we don't do that. We 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 we, uh, we teach you how to be a, an investigator, and and what, what we guarantee you is that you're gonna know what it's like to to be us for a night. Like where we go and investigate a building. Sometimes it's amazing. Sometimes we get a lot of activity. It's great. Sometimes it, it, we don't do nothing at all, and that happens on the tours too. You know, and we try. Sure, and I'm sure there are people yeah. who walk away from it and go, "That's <sighs> what they do." I had this one lady one night. She went in there and she loved the introduction. And then you know, I put a K2 meter in her hand, and you know, I was like, "I'm the owner. I have tour guides, so I do like a lot of observing and making sure like everything's kind of perfect when I am there." And I decided, you know, I want to give her a good experience. I'm gonna take her into another part of the building. You know, and 
you know, do some one-on-one with her so she'll, she'll feel like, you know, not like, you know, special, I guess, you know, I was just trying to make her feel comfortable. And she was like, um, I don't think this is real. And I was like, well, what do you, what do you don't think is real about it? She's like, I just think this is all fake. This is all set up. I was like, but nothing, you know, cause people always come in there thinking that something's going to jump out at them or something like that. And I was trying to explain to her, no, I'm just trying to teach you how to be a pair a ghost hunter. You know, and she's like, no, that's bull crap. And then she walks out. And I was like, well, no refund. You know? <laughs> I was going to say, well, she paid for it anyway. Yeah. So, isn't I mean, that interesting that people, that people that are that highly skeptical still pay to do it? It's almost like they pay to come ridicule you or something. Well, I noticed we've was, had that on a few ghost skeptical. tours, too. She wasn't even skeptical of the paranormal. I mean, Lindy wasn't really, you know, all there. But, I mean, it was just like... You get you get different personalities there. Sometimes you get people who love it, who you know. When you get paranormal activities, like when we first opened up, it was kind of weird because when we were the second time we investigated, we had already was coming up with the ideas about the tours, and yeah. we were running an Echovox session, and we were getting like direct hits, like bam, like bam, and like it was like we we're having a full conversation with them. And then uh, one of my investigators says. Would it be okay if we brought people up here and gave them tours to communicate with you? Would you think that'd be okay? And I said, yeah, sure. <laughs> and it goes, would you perform for us? And it was like, yeah, sure, fun, stuff like that. So we did wow. it. And yeah, it was really, it was really, yeah, it was like we got permission. And when it first started, oh my God, every tour, there was two tours a night, 7 p.m. and a 10 p.m. And it was just like people were getting touched. You know, all this activity was happening. I mean, you go look at our Facebook page, and we got five-star reviews all the way down. I mean, people were walking up to me telling me, you know, like, this changed my life. Like, you know, I came in here wanting to know what that side was like, wanting to know, like, I watch it on TV. I want to do that, you know, and experience right. that. And you gave that to me. So it was pretty cool. You know, we we enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> so, that is cool. Yeah, and it, it, that is cool. And you know what? It's like you said, Chris, you know, people, they see it on TV. And it's like on, t- on, on the television shows – they show, okay, they do like a five-minute EVP session, and then they get something and cool, it's over. But what they don't show you on the television program is they have already been there six hours yeah. in that yeah. one spot. They or don't three show days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, And it, it, that's why we developed a, a system, like a structured system of how we bring people in. First the history, then the equipment introduction, then we you know, talk a little bit about theory, and then we take them on the ghost hunt. It's only two hours long. You know, and sometimes we actually get stuff and we're like we kind of focused on not really, you know, first year in the French Quarter, it's going to be nearly impossible to get EVPs. So sitting down in the quiet space is not going to happen. So we focused right. on, you know, potential, maybe easier ways to collect evidence, like, you know, spare box, you know, echo box, try, try to really capture like live evidence right there and then, you know, and entertain you guys with a personality. because if you don't have a personality, I don't care if you're the best paranormal investigator in the world non-sociable personality, you're not going to make it as a good board guy. <laughs> Let's just say that right there, you know? So, I mean... Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to... So, I... Chris, what's the Echo Box? Well, the Echo Box is a... It's, it's actually... It's a software program. It's actually like an app on your phone. It's grown a lot of popularity. Um... To where I kept getting different messages about it. About a year ago, I kept getting messages and messages about, hey, you got to try this, you got to try this thing, you know. And I said, finally, okay, I tried it. It was nineteen ninety nine on 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 the uh, Google App World and iTunes, and I downloaded it, and um, didn't really get much from it. I actually messaged the creator, who's now today a really good friend of mine, uh, Danny. 
Daniel and uh, asked him, you know, best way to do it. And he sent me some videos and talked to me a little bit. And I, I start playing with the settings and um, I went and did some experiments with it. And uh, what I captured was pretty amazing on how things are. I actually have video evidence a lot of the Echovox. Um, I went out to try and debunk it because I didn't respect any apps. You know, like, no, it's yeah. an app. Stupid. Like, you know, yeah. Ghost Radar. <laughs> you know, like, you know, no, no. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that stuff is pretty iffy, isn't yeah. it? But when I saw Rob Durest uh, on from Ghost Hunters International uh, in uh, another country, I forget which country he was in, Malaysia, and he was running the Echo Vox. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know, people consider him you know, a, a very serious paranormal investigator, you know, why maybe I should give it a shot, you know. And I remember I brought it out to the cemetery, and it was during Christmas time. And uh, this is one of the things where, you know, I was I had gotten some previous you know, evidence from it, but I really was trying to, you know, debunk it. Like, is it reading my voice? If I say a word, you know, like, you know, or something like that, does it pre-program and then react to it? Like, is it doing different things? So I made sure I wasn't going to say the word Christmas. I wasn't going to say Christmas at all, but Christmas was like two days away. And it was really cold in that cemetery, <laughs> especially for like, for down here in New Orleans. Like, if it gets like, oh, uh, y'all are up there. If it gets like, 45, 50 degrees, man. I start going, man, it's cold, man. <laughs> like, oh, I know. My little sister lives in Hawaii, and if it's 70, yeah. she freezes. Yeah. I'm, I'm tropical, okay? Actually, I'm just like, you know, I'm tropical, all right? <laughs> like, uh, I live around the heat. So it was cold. We were shivering. I was with Kevin Betzer, a really good friend of mine, and uh, he's co-owner of Noah Ghost Honey Tours. And uh, I was like, what holiday is coming up? Can you tell me what holiday is coming up? And I made sure never to say the word Christmas, you know, because I didn't want it to... You know, record it and put it back out on me. I was trying to debunk this thing. Yeah. And sure enough, it's a woman's voice came through and said Christmas. And that's kind of when I was sold on the Echo Box, you know. And, yeah. you know, I kind of, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, sometimes I would never use a Spirit Box or Echo Box to say whether uh, a location is or isn't haunted. The only way that I would really pull out the spirit box and echo box is if I've already, you know, concluded that this place is really haunted or something like that, you know, uh, because um, sometimes it's just too easy. Sometimes paraphoria can kick in to where, like, you know, I think I'm hearing radio stations and it's something else, you know. I mean, Rick, you I mean you since we last talked to I me, mean, I hear I've seen that you started kind of playing with the spirit box a little bit, you know. I remember we talked about that the first time I was on. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But you know, you know what, Chris? I mean, it's it's not that I I mean I don't own one, obviously, but it's like the dudes that I that I do like the like the shows and stuff with, they do them. And it's like it's like, okay, all right. To me, it's still really, really subjective as mm-hmm. to me to me as a as a subjective as the word of a psychic medium. Although I do believe in the ability, I still view it as being oh, very no, subjective. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you <laughs> No, I, I do believe in the ability. Obviously, the, the ability is there, but it's still very subjective. And it's like, you know, I mean, to me, I joke around with it. I'm like, okay, this is what I hear when I hear the spirit box. That's what I hear. <laughs> that that I, means that you haven't actually connected a spirit with it because when you connect a spirit with it, you don't hear. Blah, 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 blah. You have a conversation. Right. Yeah, it's rare. Yeah, it's rare. They have, they have right. to figure out how to use it. Yeah. Right, but I wasn't done what I, with what I was saying. Okay, sorry. Like, that's, that's okay. <laughs> among, among all of that noise, which really, really annoys me, um, it's like you do hear like answers to questions, 
And they're, perf- they're, they're perfect answers to the questions that it's like, okay, this is not a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Right. Mm-hmm. You're right. This is not a coincidence. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I can't be that close-minded in this scenario, especially being a paranormal investigator. Exactly. You know? So, I mean, some things come through. Like when I say, can you say my name? Can you say, hey, Chris? And I hear, hey, Chris. You know, and it's like, yeah. okay, did I just make that up? And then I got 15 people standing around me going, they all hear the same thing. That was just so great about the tours. It's like when you get a real hit, a real hit, like when I mm-hmm. say, I got this little trick I do. I do nursery rhymes. And mm-hmm. I'll say different nursery rhymes, and I'll have the spirit finish the last word. So I'll say, can you go... Can you fit, say the word lamb for me? And I'll go, I'm going to start, you finish. And I'll go, Mary had a little, and then you'll hear it come through, lamb. And when 15, 20 people hear it at all the same time, I mean, I, I think that's kind of proof that, you know, that's what came through. Yeah. Exactly. And it was like the first time I heard my name, I was working with, I think I was working with uh, Chuck on something, and I heard my name come through, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> okay, It is startling. It, it is, you know, it, it, and it was. I mean, I've heard my name from a disembodied voice on an investigations before, but even in this, like, I'm not, I'm not going to say I was like a spirit box hater, but I was a spirit box doubter. But after I heard my name come through, I was like, well, wait a second, there's got to be something here. <laughs> well, yeah, and I've had, like I say, it's it's rare, but I have had two instances with the spirit box. This should be for next week's show, really, but we're talking about it now. Where it's been, where it's an entire conversation where there is a consistent voice, no matter what the part on the radio is, a consistent voice, same tone, same inflection, same everything comes through underneath that stuff. And they're speaking full sentences and answering questions. I've only had it happen twice, but man, when it does, it's magic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You can actually, I mean, I don't know. I've I've I have a video that I took uh, about a year year ago, and um, I was in this room with a couple few other investigators, and this is all uh, video documented, and you can see me. I'm you know I'm I'm bright, I'm gloomy, I'm happy, you know I'm doing you know an investigation on myself, and I actually you know I have a K2 meter in uh, my right hand, and I have the spirit box in my left hand, and I mean we're getting you know some pretty decent hits sometimes. Like when you go back over evidence, I mean, you think you'll hear something and it's really not it. You know, that happens to right, me sometimes. Yep. It happens yes. to everybody, you know, like, did you hear that? It said this. And it's like, when you go back over there, it's like, dang, no, can't put that in the video, you know? So like, <laughs> you know, so it's like, we do that. But we were getting like intelligent K2 hits and I could feel like through the K2, it was going beam in the red. I could feel like this weird, lightly static charge going through my arm through my shoulder and like into the back of my jaw. Like I could feel it. I'm like, I feel it in my teeth, you know? And uh, all of a sudden, like you see me through like four, 15 minutes duration of like getting agitated. I start rubbing my hair. I'm shrugging my shoulders. I'm uncomfortable. It's just like, I'm not right. And then afterwards, like, all right, let's take a break. And I'm outside. And one of my investigators comes and says, Chris, you all right? And I'm like, yeah. He said, look, the hairs on your arm are standing up. And it was very humid and hot that day. And he grabbed my arm, and my arm was like ice cold. And he grabbed my other arm, and my left arm, and he's like, that's warm. That's body temperature. He said, this arm's freezing cold. And, like, everybody was touching it, you know? And it's just like, I could feel it, you know? So, like, when I get a hit, I'll be holding it. You could feel, like, the energy, like, ooh, like, jolt through you real quick. Uh, it's like. Interesting. 
Yeah, but you know, I'm, I'm going to ask you this though, though, Chris. I mean, it's just for the longest time there, it it seemed like it was really unpopular to trust your own senses and trust your own body. Although your body is, I mean, the human body is designed to to mm-hmm. to notice to, to recognize danger or something is strange. I mean, do you see that now, like coming full circle back to that? It's like, yeah, we got the really cool gear. It you know eats up a lot of batteries and goes beep beep boop. <laughs> Yeah. But we're coming full full circle back to trusting our own senses and trusting our own body while doing a ghost hunt. Yeah, I, I, I've I mean I can't speak for the entire field. You know, I can speak for myself. And I remember last time I was on. You know, you and I. I mean, we we, we had kind of like a, you know, not not you know kind of a debate about it because I was like, you know, I really didn't think that the human body was the best human, you know, the best paranormal equipment or instrument to use. And now. You know, uh, I totally think different because what I've gone through in the last year and a half since I've last talked to you, I mm-hmm. mean, I, I've totally changed my mind because I've learned that spirits, if they want to make you scared, I don't care if you're the biggest Marine, toughest guy in the world, they're going to project that energy onto you. And right. you have no mm-hmm. choice. Like, I think they can affect your brain to where they can stimulate that part of the brain what triggers fear. And I've felt it. I mean, I've been perfectly fine. And all of a sudden, fear just come right over me on an investigation. It's like, why am I scared? What? Why am I jumping? Whoa, now, what's going on? You know, it's like, <laughs> what's, you know, it's like, okay, a voice in my head just told me, and it's myself, my subconscious, say, don't go in that room. It's too scary. And it's like, I'm a paranormal investigator. Of course I'm going to go in that room. You know, yep. so I, I've, yep. I've gone through that and I've learned to trust my body with static charges and everything. You know, at that time, yeah, I just wasn't good. a very, yeah, I was kind of, um, I think I've matured a lot, you know, and uh, I think, you know, we have to constantly keep growing and constantly keep learning in this field. I don't Absolutely. know everything, you know, I don't know everything. I'm learning each each investigation. I, I just hope that I'm getting better and learning more and more and more, you know. Well, it right. sounds like you are, and you have the right attitude. You have the open-minded, you know, I'm going to take this take from this what I can get and uh, mm-hmm. you're not it sounds like you're not going in with presupposed notions and you're willing to be open to to any number of ways of receiving information which is fabulous yeah I mean it's 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 because I mean I'm not a psychic I'm not a sensitive but when we I never that had sounds any like it kind might be a little sensitive but anyway go on just a little bit see, see you know I don't know about all that but see <laughs> I because mean, I always trust my equipment because I'm, I'm always like our mind can play tricks on us, you know. But I always trust our equipment. <laughs> one one investigation it was funny. Two of my investigators were inside for like twenty thirty minutes, okay, because we would send people in and we would wait out, you know, and see what would happen. And they come out and they're like, "Oh, we're getting such great responses on the REM pod. The REM pod is just like intelligent responses." And I was like, I went and I made a video and, and I made a video and then. You know, I took a break from the video and I went and looked at the, the REM pod because I always try to debunk everything that's going on. I'm like, dude, this video is gold. This is just too good to be true with the REM pod. And I go and I turn it on and I let it sit there for a second. All of a sudden it goes off. And I said, huh, it stops. And then I wait 30 seconds and it goes off again. I said, hmm, then it's going off in different directions. So I'm like, okay. I changed the battery. <laughs> it, was the, it was the battery. Like I changed Uh-oh. the battery. So I had this, like, I had to go and tell my two investigators who were just bragging on Facebook, bragging over here, and just, I'm like, look, dude, like, you know, hey, this really went, and they got mad at me for not changing the battery, you know? So, I mean, <laughs> I mean so, 
sometimes, I mean, that's why we need indisputable evidence, you know, to really come to a conclusion. You know, well, like, that's why you don't. That's why you don't prematurely broadcast things until you are sure what you have. That's true too. I, I, I learned that lesson. Uh, I keep learning that lesson the hard way. <laughs> you know? But let me let me ask you this, Chris. I mean, do you think that we will ever have? That 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 indisputable proof that just says this is a ghost. Afterlife exists. When we die, we're not just worm food. I mean, do you think that we will ever have that? Um. Well, let me start off by saying that for science to be able to prove the existence of not paranormal, because paranormal isn't really ghosts, has to do with a whole field of things that science can't explain. Let's say spirits, ghosts, our souls leaving our body, and what's the explanation for that? Um, what, what, what does it take for science to, to turn something into a law? Or even create a theory to turn that into a law? We have to take it, put it into a laboratory, do the, conduct a scientific method, and then come to the same conclusion. Every single time we conduct that experiment. That's right. the only way that science is going to say, okay, this is real. So how do we do that? All right. Now, can we do that at a certain location where there is a non-organic conscious energy is like what I like to call spirit, you know, because, you know, we don't, I don't want to get into biblical. I don't want to get into it, even if it's us, because it could be, a, you know, a parallel dimension or it could even be something that's radio waves. You know, we, we don't know yet. We can't explain it. That's why it's called paranormal. But unless we are able to somehow repeat the process over and over again and come out with the same conclusion, the scientific community is never going to be able to recognize this. And I think, you know, the scientific community does want to, because there's a lot of scientists out there that I've talked to that have had paranormal experiences. They're just like, look, Chris, until we come up with a piece of equipment or some sort of technology to, I've talked to Rick Risk about this before, and he called me a mad scientist one night. <laughs> <laughs> Until we could find that energy that, you know, that isolate it, confine it, trap it, bring it into a laboratory, and then conduct a scientific method of an experimentation on it and prove that, you know, spirits exist. Until that happens, it's never going to be recognized by the scientific community, ever. So, See, oh, sorry. So, so the answer to your question, <laughs> um, yes, I do think that one day that we will be able to do that. I do think right. one day we will be able to do that. See, and if, what I find really interesting about this is is because, okay, it's almost as if there is, and I think it's funny how Charles Ford called it, how called called science the priestcraft, because that's exactly what it is, mm-hmm. and it's like it has its own set forms of dogma and it has its own set forms of belief, and it's like science has forgotten the fact that their whole goal is is to push the boundaries of human understanding, mm-hmm. and some of the smartest men in in Science and mainstream science believes in a spirit. Um, Albert Einstein said that it is an absolute certainty that the intelligence survives the death of the body. Dr. Michio Kaku, currently the smartest man in the universe, believes in a soul and believes that that continuance of that intelligence happens after death. So it's like you got these incredibly, you know, brainy dudes and women out there. Um, who believe in this stuff, why is it that mainstream science doesn't listen to them? It's not that because they can't come up with the scientific method to, a, a way to experiment to prove it. They can't come up with it. The only reason, the main backing they have for that logically, Albert Einstein and them, my assumption would be that, you know, 
energy can neither be created nor destroyed. And it's obvious that if there's a conscious, if we can move our arm right when we want to, if we can move it left when we want to, that's, that's energy, that's atoms, that's protons, that's neutrons, everything that we're manipulating. And you cannot destroy. It's not destroyed. It, it can't be created. It's just there. Okay. And that's the, the, the backing they have to support their theories on it. You know, I'm, you know, so, um, I think right now the scientific community is really looking to astrology more and more than anything else in the world right now. Yeah. 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 And I mean, kudos. It's great, you know, because there's actually an article that was written and I talked about this, uh, last night or the other night. Um, and they called it the, the, uh, the God conscience. Okay. Yeah. And they, they, they noticed science noticed way out in our universe, there was this mass ball of energy. And it traveled to different directions, but they, it, it could not, they could not determine it, it. It wasn't going from point A to point B. It made its own decision of where it was going. It had nothing, nothing was really manipulated where it was traveling to. So they say it's got to be an intelligent conscience. It's got to, something's got to be manipulating that. What is? Okay. And right. that's where they were like, it's, it's a God. You know, you could theorize it's God, God, you know. Sure. So, I mean, I think, I mean, it, it's when you, when you boil it down to say, you know, conscience energy, okay? Because we have all these animals, all these organic things. Can't something out there in the universe, in the stars, have a conscience just like us but not be organic? If I told anybody that, including skeptics, they would probably say, yeah, that makes sense. Well, it's like you have the greatest philosophers known to man who even believe in that. Um, I'm trying to, you know, um, and um, Anaxagoras, who was a pre-Socratic um, philosopher, he believed in a, uh, and actually taught about a um, this a gigantic consciousness out there. I think, I think he called it like um, the universal mind theory, and it went all the way up to, to Hegel, who was a German uh, philosopher. They all believed in this universal mind theory. So it's like. If these guys believe in it and science believes in it, it's like, I'm sorry, but these are very inspired men. So there must mm -hmm. be something there for them to say, I believe in this. Well, here's the thing. Think about the universe is all is constantly expanding, right? Sure. All right. We know that it's constantly expanding. But we've, we always thought for a long time that it was gravity that was expanding it. When we mm -hmm. found out it wasn't gravity. It was some other energy that we can't identify, so we call it dark energy, okay? Yeah. We don't understand it. I mean, actually, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson stated, the only reason we called it dark theory is because it shows our ignorance of where we're at as a society. We don't understand it, so we're going to call it dark, okay? Yeah. So we don't know what's expanding the universe and why. And it kind of reminds me of how, like, you remember Men in Black when they were looking for the galaxy in the whole movie, you know, yeah. Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones? And they yeah. found that when they found it, it was like one galaxy amongst a million galaxies, and it was some huge organic being that was controlling that one little galaxy, and we're in that one little galaxy. That could be how it is. That could be how it is. Never ending. Never ending space. We don't know what's out there. You know, we don't have the capability to get that far. I don't think we will in our lifetime to get further enough to find something that's conscious or whether extraterrestrial or anything like that. Because as of right now, we are sending radio, we all our radio signals and all our, 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 our TV signals and energy waves and everything are going out into the universe and it's traveling, never ending. It's not stopping. It's still going. And we're just wondering, maybe is it reaching something with a conscience, something intelligent? Okay. And the question that we there there is an extraterrestrial out there is because we haven't received any yet. 
but we're not really looking that hard. We have a few satellites up looking for them, but we really don't. We really, it's like a needle in a haystack of looking for these different waves. And it could be the same way with them. Are the only intelligent conscious being out there in the universe so far as in the prehistoric age? You know, we don't know what that society is. You know, <laughs> so it's uh, really cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a lot to think about. You know, it's, it's it is. You can sit and you can philosophize about it until you're blue in the face, but it's like I am I am looking for that day when we finally are able to take something to the mainstream science community and say, here, mm-hmm. try and disprove this. And yeah. I I just don't know if we're ready for that yet. If we're we're gonna see that in our lifetime. Well I don't know, you know what you know what really you know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> <laughs> Really grinds my gear is that you know I see Bigfoot shows or Sasquatch shows and I respect I have a lot of friends that are that are Sasquatch Sasquatch enthusiasts and they mm-hmm. believe in them and, and you know they they're very they're almost I would love to call them experts on it they wouldn't cry at me for doing that okay <laughs> so but I see these TV shows of them and they have scientists coming out collecting organic matter collecting DNA specimens and doing all this different stuff and trying to prove it. I don't see any shows in the paranormal no scientists coming out to my haunted location collecting data. You know, I mean, I just said I'd like to see that. You know, I don't see I don't see any scientists, actual scientists, trying to conduct a scientific method to, you know, prove. The only thing I've seen is these group of scientists in Germany or Russia, I'm sorry, that uh, tried to prove the existence of life after death by right. saying we're going to we're going to drug induce all these people okay and we're going to clinically kill them you know they okay. signed waivers everybody okay right. <laughs> we're going to clinically kill them there's the key word clinically okay yeah and we're going to bring them back and we're going to see what ha- we're going to interview them and see what happened okay well 80% of them reported of having a white light or some sort of you know, um, near death experience, like, you know, outer body experience. So they came to the whole world and said, Hey, 80%, that's gotta be good enough. So I think, you know, life after death is real. I think we proved it, but there's a lot of flaws. There's a lot of holes in your experiment. What drugs are you using to induce these people? And do these drugs have side effects where they can all hallucinate, cause hallucination? Yes, you can say they're dead all day, but they're not really dead because they have electrodes still firing off in their brain stems. So that can still active, you know, active other parts, activate other parts of the brain to hallucinate. That's still enabled. I really think that throws your whole experiment right out the window right there. It corrupts it. You know what, though? And you know what really interests me about it the most is is maybe we're not supposed to ever prove that these things exist. Because it's like, you know, what, what, one of my key philosophies as, as, as a paranormal investigator is, is that the, the infinite cannot understand, I'm sorry, the finite just is not capable of understanding the infinite. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a big part of it too. It's like you, you know how you say you're you're referencing with the Sasquatch, okay? Yeah. Example: This is an animal that one that at one time did or does appear in the fossil record. They can trace an animal like this back to Gigantopithecus, which came from Asia and came to this country, along with you know the human beings that came to this country twenty five thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. They can do that. That's fine yeah. because that animal really did exist. And this animal may be the evolved form of it, but they just. But when it comes to the human spirit, the human soul, they can't really do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's that's where we run into that that that's where our that's where our fist hits the other hand. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? 
That's the wall. That's the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Karen, are you still there? I'm sorry. I'm coughing, so I'm muted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. I put it in the the window. uh, Did you not see that said I'm coughing? (laughs) No, sorry about that. I'm not. But I mean, it sounds what, like you were having a fascinating discussion. I'm sorry that I'm hacking my way through it and being quiet, but uh, that's okay. no, that's okay. I mean, but I mean, I think that we want to know what you what you think about that. Well, to tell you the truth, I got up to take some medicine. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> she's drugged hit the, up. Hit the rewind button. I can't repeat what I just said. That came up the top uh, of my head. So, so <laughs> we're going to just have to move on from that because I have, you know, um, I, I assume you were talking about Bigfoot, and and you know that. Um, I always say anything is possible, but I do tend to be a little more skeptical about Bigfoot, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. So, sure. But I missed the conversation you were having, and I apologize. But trust me, the cough medicine will serve us well through the rest of the show. No, but you know what we're talking about is, is like a universal mind or a universal consciousness. Um, oh, well, of course I believe in that. Okay, that's fine. Edgar, that's- Kate, Edgar Casey was, you know, one of the first to really talk about that, that that we all, I look at it like this. So consciousness, the collective consciousness of all of us is like the ocean, and we're just a cup that's been dumped, dumped, uh, dipped into the ocean. And so we have this container, but we're still part of that. We're still ocean. We're just ocean in the container. Does that make sense or is that silly? Karen, you just blew my friggin' mind. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, I I hadn't thought about it that before. Chris, what do you think? Uh, Well, I got to listen to what she said again because I got distracted. (laughs) See? It's so easy. What I said is... Blame it on my ADD. I'm sorry. (laughs) I said that consciousness is like an ocean, Okay. Squirrel. So, say the collective consciousness is the ocean, and if you dip a cup into the ocean that says Karen on the outside, that Mm -hmm. cup becomes me, yet the consciousness is still the water that I just dipped from the ocean. So, we're all one. Yeah, of course we are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mean, that's great. I mean, I... You kind of blew my mind there, too. <laughs> uh, I, well, I'm a mystic, guys. That's just the way well, I am. You know, when I when I, I try and be very spiritual, and I'm, sometimes in, in parts of my life, I'm, ver- uh, I'm very spiritual, and sometimes I'm not. You know, there's chapters in my life, what I'm going through. You know, and uh, I used to listen to a lot of spiritual music, and some of the music was, you know, we were putting out that message that we are all one mind, that yeah. we are all one consciousness, we are all one being. You know, I mean, it makes perfect sense if you if you say that you know our our souls are are energy, and if energy can either be created or destroyed, well, I mean, it should be a no brainer. You know, I mean, yeah, exactly. And here's the thing: when you have when you look at it from that perspective, where we're all one and we're all made of the same stuff and we're all energy or stardust or whatever anybody wants to call it. then why are we so darn horrible to one another? Because what I do to you, I do to myself. As a matter of fact, um, you know, I... It's primal. Evolution. Jesus said, for people who are Christians, whatever you do for another, you do for me. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe that's what he meant. Yeah. I mean, I I, I know I use the word evolution, and people automatically think, well, if he believes in evolution, he doesn't believe in God. That's completely 100% false. I think you can have both. It's it's creating a false equivalency. Come on. No. Disagree? 
No, I mean it's to say to say that if you believe in evolution, you don't believe in God. Oh, okay, it's yeah, it's gorgeous. It's yeah, two different things. Oh, yeah. sure. It, it you, is, know, I, it is. You, you know what? And it's like I've, I've actually struggled with this lately because I don't believe in a you know a Judeo Christian version of God. So it's like I'm like, can you be an atheist and still at the same time be spiritual? Yes, sure. Why not? I struggle with that. Well, I don't know. Are you an atheist, though? Because if you believe in the collective consciousness or you believe that we all come from the same source, then the source would be what you are considering. It would just be your own understanding of God. God is just a word. The meaning doesn't have to, you know what I'm saying? The meaning can be completely different. You know, it's, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I just think we've just been beaten down, beaten in for for hundreds and hundreds or even thousands of years of what a God is supposed to be looked like mm-hmm. or the perception of what God is supposed to be looked sure, like. Sure, it's the guy in the white right. floor robe exactly. who, sits, who sits exactly. in the chair and judges us for everything we do. That's yeah. I don't believe that. That's that's not my God. Yeah. And, it's, so. and, and it's also, I can, I can raise the point that we can't have a world of coincidences and chaos, okay, and there still be a God. You know, mm-hmm. okay. you right. know, he could just, there you go. Y'all have that. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. right. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. I got some stuff to do over here. So I'll see you in about two million years. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, cause there's so many theories, you know what I'm saying? And I just think where we're at, I, I, I always say this, you know, and I know our bodies are great paranormal equipments and I know yeah. that we can be very spiritual and this is inside of our hearts is where the answer lies, you know, yes. but, I don't think to actually prove it and to understand it fully, we need technology to do that. And just like, you know, a lot of, a lot of things we have technology for to understand. A lot of things we didn't understand 200 years ago that we understand today just because of technology, you know? And I think that's the way that, that we're going to have brilliant minds constantly pushing forward, you know, constantly inventing things, constantly creating things, trying different things. And we're going to grow as a species, okay? And we're yes. going to eventually learn what the truth is. I don't. I don't think we're still going to be alive, though, guys. But you know, hey, at least we were. We can say we were the ones trying to, you know. Well, but you know, when say that happens, and at some point, and I've always believed that quantum physics and religion are approaching God from two different angles, but they're headed towards the same place. I love that. I love that. Good job. But um, (laughs) the thing is, is what's going to happen is if we get to a place where there's scientific proof of the soul and proof of a higher power and things like that, I think it's actually going to destroy a lot of people's faith because one of the biggest, uh, I guess, tenets, you would say maybe, of religion is that sense of ineffability. And if you can explain it, then there's no longer a sense of ineffability. Yeah, that's very true. So, you know, and then it's it's like... like, um, I, I'd love to see it happen scientifically, but it's like taking a little bit of magic out of the world for a lot of people too. I think, I, I think it is, but you know what? You know what's magic for me? The the pursuit, the yeah. journey, the I staying agree. up, st- staying up, harassing Rick at nights with different kind of theories and stuff. Okay, that's just, just <laughs> he does too, man. Ask him. advantage of it. The fact that I'm up at two o'clock in the morning at work. Hey, Rick, what do you think about this? It's like. Yeah, I like it, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you know, Rick, Rick, Rick works at night, so he can yeah. he could do that. Yeah, so stay I, up I, and have you bounce stuff. I, I I abuse that privilege a lot, but you know what I'm saying? Like I I, I I respect what Rick says. I really respect Rick as a paranormal investigator and as a person. You know, so I, I always. 
versus you. I appreciate it. You know, so, I mean, he's the one, you know, there's probably some people listening right now. They're probably going to call me and be like, hey, how come you're not messaging me at 2 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. You know, so, but, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, look, I mean, uh, the, the pursuit, the happiness of thinking, pushing, trying to push the envelope, trying to hopefully stumble upon something, you know, I mean, uh, I, I think that's magic. You know, and I yeah. love it. That's why I love, that's one of the reasons I love the paranormal so much is because I feel like I'm on this one long journey, you know, intellectual and spiritual. Oh. And it's just, it's one wild ride. And I, I agree. It. And for sure. me, it's a very intellectual and spiritual journey too. And that's perfect. I mean, that's, when you got that, what else do you need? You know, somebody to love, good food on your table, a roof over your head, you're good, right? That's right. That's like, right. I mean, I've been in the situations even recently to where it's like, there's two paths laying in front of you. There's the money path, and then there's the path that you feel like you should take, you know, which if you take that path, there's not going to be much money. And, you know, I've had that crossings with myself, you know, and... Yeah, yeah I, I, me too. Yeah. Yes. I never it. take the damn money. Anyway, go on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because of, uh, cause you're miserable. Like, I mean, screw it. Screw the money. I mean, you're miserable. You're, you're yeah. not doing... I mean, I, for me, I'm not doing what I feel I need to do because Absolutely. while I'm doing all that, yeah, I'm able to go out and have a, a great livestock. So I'll spend some money quick. I'll, I'll spend money a lot, you know, if I got it, you know? So, I mean, that's fun. But at the end of the day, when I lay my head down, I'm miserable. And as soon as I start helping people again, as soon as I start pursuing my main passion again, I feel at peace. And I realize it as I'm in every moment, I feel it as I'm doing it, as I'm talking to you right now, when I lay my head down, I have that feeling of peace. And that's that, that feeling to me is, uh, more magical and a lot better than the feeling of having, you know, a lot, uh, a fat bank account. So yeah, it's invaluable. Sure. It's irreplaceable. It's priceless. There's a word. As long as I can pay my, my, my house note, my car note, and you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do. Sometimes I gotta go to save a lot instead of you know rouses, but I, you know, I, I'll, <laughs> but, you know, I have no idea what either one of those are. Well, it's the cheap place and the fancy place, okay? <laughs> so it's yeah. like the Walmart and the Target. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Target's not really that fancy, Rick. I don't know how to tell you this. Fancy no, I know. <laughs> Going to Target, it's like eight dollars for some Skittles. I'm like, damn, man. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, it's so. It sounds like you get a real charge out of helping the people as well. Yeah. Oh, that's that's that's, that's not that's probably eighty ninety percent of it. I mean, really, yeah. if I, I wouldn't do this without that. And that was when it really turned magical for me when I realized how I could help people. You know, I've, I've talked to, you know, it's like. Um, just sitting there, if you're having a client and they truly want your help, no matter whether their house is haunted or not, yeah. you know, you're there to help them. You have a responsibility to do that. And that feeling of, you know, gratification when you do help somebody, you know, um, that's irreplaceable. You know, I found out, yeah. you know, four or five years ago, helping people is what brings me, you know, peace and happiness in life. You know, just help people. You know, sometimes you can help people, sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can help close friends and sometimes you can't. There's a situation yesterday where I couldn't help an individual and I wanted to, but you know, when you start helping people, I learned this a long time ago, you really have to put the boundaries up. You really can't throw that Superman cape on and go mm -hmm. and I've learned that the hard way several times. So, I mean, you really do what you can. You know, it's like if I'm not going to go, I've, I mean, I've had a situation to where I've gone into a very dark energy house, you know, to where people were being horribly harassed and really couldn't live there. And at the end, after 
the whole war, the seven investigations, the mistakes, the, the feel like, you know, you're letting them down and everything like that, not being able to help them and then justifying it to where, I mean, I guess it's a good justification to say, you know, at least you proved to the world that she wasn't crazy. And I'm sure she's grateful for that, but I wanted to do more, you know, and, and I couldn't, you know, and it, it's just, you got to pick your battles. You got to pick who you are. We're, we're not supermen, you know? Well, the other thing that I find is that some people are looking for a very specific kind of help. Mm-hmm. And um, instead of accepting any help that comes, they they have a very specific. And so no matter what you try to do to help, if it's not the thing that they want, then they mm-hmm. come up with a million reasons why it's not helping you, yeah. helping them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. frustrating. <laughs> So you're right. You do have to you do have to set your boundaries because being a good and kind and compassionate and helpful person, mm-hmm. if you don't set boundaries, you get walked on a little bit. You get walked on. You can get hurt. You can get burnt. You know. You can get burnt out. You know. I mean, I've done it to where I completely almost drove myself insane. You know. So, yeah. and I mean, even in my personal even in my personal career, you know, it's um, mm-hmm. it, it's tough. So. No, I get it. I, I'm I, I'm a caretaker who tends to go into hyper caretaker mode until mm-hmm. I crash, and then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I needed to take care of myself. <laughs> you know, it's exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I get on 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 in the in the comments of of when I did a doc when I did ghost tapes too. I am you know doing like a shameless self promotion here. When I did the uh, doc, when I did. And, and we did the the the, the, uh, the private home investigation. Man, I got blasted by people in the comments that are like, "Well, why didn't you help this family? Why didn't you help the spirit?" It's like because I couldn't. And you just got to be honest with it. It's like I tried, but I couldn't because they are the ones that want that help. They didn't want that help, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they you have only to do what well, you can. The spirit has to be wanting help and ready to do some things too. Exactly. And see, that's not my area either. Like people, you know. No, that's my area. Anyway, go on. Doing all, you know, with the the spirits and stuff. I mean, I I, I come into your home and I can tell you, you know, to the best of my abilities, whether there is something there or not, you know, and um, maybe offer, you know, some counseling and some suggestions, you know, like uh, this last case I did, you know, I was getting these claims of, um, she says she felt someone laying next to her in her bed, you know, and everything was happening while she was in her bed. And another thing, she's like the whole people, everyone who lived there was hearing scratching and moving on the walls at night continuously. And mm-hmm. I said, well, how, you know, they sent me like a five, five minute video. It's like this going on. I'm like, well, that can't be a spirit. You know, spirit wouldn't do that that long, you know, come to find out across the hall, it was vacant. Their apartment across the hall was vacant and there was a hole in the ceiling where animals getting in those little animal footprints everywhere. You oh, know? Wow. So there's a scratching. And then, you know, I sat down, I talked to her and I found out that she sleepwalked, you know? And so I referred her to go make an appointment with the uh, sleep lab. You know, go go see a doctor and let him observe you in your sleep and see what's going on. You know, and look for other things. You know, and that's the kind of that's that's what I do. You know, to to, to help people. You know, I use the abilities that I feel I have. You know, I don't come in there making any assumptions. I don't come in there trying to do more than I can. You know, this is where I'm at right now in October of 2014. You know, I'm not where I was. You know, in 2010, and I'm not. And hopefully, I'm a lot better at what I do at my craft in 2020. So, you know, but this is what I can do. And that's one of the things that I really try and 
look at myself when I look in the mirror. It's like, where am I at? Let me really take a look outside the box and see where am I at, you know? And um, sometimes it's really hard to say, damn, I'm that, I'm that type of person. I have these flaws and stuff like that. And should really do like a self-inventory, you know, of where I'm at right now. So, and uh, just try and see, okay, this is where I'm at. This is a problem. Let's learn how, what's the solution to that problem. Let's learn how to get to that solution and let's move on, you know? You know, and it's like, and and that's, and I think that that is a very, very healthy attitude to take because you know, you and I, Chris, we've talked about this before. When I, and one of my philosophies is, you know, all, all, all the experts are dead. You know, it's like, it's like, we just when when you get to that point when you say that you have all the answers, not only are you not being true, or you call yourself an expert, not only are you not being true with others, you're not being true with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there might, there might be some. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say because even after 23 years of investigating, I still see stuff that that said that that I say, "Holy shit, I've never seen that before." Yeah, I'm sure you that's know? fun. You know, that's pretty cool. The, the roller yeah. coaster ride doesn't just doesn't end just yet. You know, exactly. Yeah, and you know, I've gone around and I've said that word, that that phrase too. I give you credit every time I do. You know, okay. all the experts are dead. <laughs> you know, but um. Yeah, yeah, we really can't be like that. Now, I know some people are listening that I got into it with somebody where I had one of my NOLA Ghost Hunting Tours ads, ads running, um, sponsored somewhere on Facebook, and it said Professional Paranormal Investigators. And I got bashed for that. I got called out by some very popular people. And, you know, the way I reacted wasn't the way I should have reacted, <laughs> you know? But no, I, I saw the way you reacted. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I always try to put humor behind my sarcasm, you know. So, (laughs) but you know, hey, there's a difference between someone being an expert and someone being uh, professional. You know, I could come in there, very serious. You know, um, not joke around. You know, and just be professional like I am at a job. You know, this is a playtime, serious. You know, and and yes, I am very well educated on paranormal equipment a lot of paranormal theories, you know, and I feel that, you know, it's proper for me to say I am a professional paranormal investigator. I feel that I've earned that, you know, am I expert? No. And I always say, you know, this field doesn't have any experts, but this field does have professional people in it and people get that twisted. So kind of want to clear that up a little bit. Fair enough. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like the difference between saying somebody is stupid or ignorant. It doesn't mean the same thing. Ignorant just means uninformed. Yeah, and it's it's just it's it's like this weird semantics game that all of us have to play in this field. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, no, that's not true. All of us don't have to play it. You can just opt out. Okay, sure. Opt out of playing it. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. You know, there's very little in this field that ruffles my feathers anymore. When I first got into the field, you know, I, I a lot of things I was like, oh, can you believe that? Now, no, whatever, you know. Yeah. I'm going to do my thing, and, and if people want to judge that, cool. Mm-hmm. And if they do, it means absolutely nothing to me anyway, because the only thing that matters is what I think about what I'm doing. So there you go. I mean, that's a great way to look at it, you know. I, I, I really, you know, I, I'd like to adopt that philosophy, you know, but sometimes tell my impulsive nature that, you know. I mean, I'm sure you're, you're sure. very mature, you know, and everything, but like I said, where I'm at right now is where I'm at right now. 
I didn't say yeah. I was perfect now, you know what I'm No, <laughs> I well, and, and, exactly where I was at. You know, maybe a few years down the road, I'll be there. But, you know, especially I felt like someone was attacking my business, you know, sure. and I, I react when someone attacks my business, sure. you know, and I take that personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, and I, sometimes you're fed up, gets fed all the way up, and, and you sort of break. I get yeah. it. Yeah. So, so, but I I try not to anymore. But I also really, actually, other than this show and the magazine and my team, um, I kind of stay out of a lot of it, you know. Yeah, and I do too. You know, and when like you know, even when I post a video or post evidence or something, somebody bashes it, I don't really react negatively towards it at all. It's only when I feel like someone's really attacking me personally that I I kind of that's when I'll react. You know, I mean, yeah, you can go ahead and talk smack about my evidence or my work and all that stuff. That's okay. I know, you know, haters are going to hate, you know. <laughs> you know, look, and I actually, we, this is so funny. A year ago, you know, I, I did, uh, we, I do cleansings, okay? And sometimes cleansings work and sometimes they don't. That's I've seen true. people do cleansings. I've been taught cleansings. And sometimes I've gone into a home and it, it's worked. I followed up with them six months later. They're happy as could be. Everything's great. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, we brought this news crew into this, into this residence that we investigated seven, like seven times in their basement that wasn't being used below. Very haunted. It's where I got one of my most famous EVPs at and best EVPs, you know, and, you know, we brought, brought the news crew in there. Of course, they didn't make the, 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 the clip, the news segment of what they told us it was going to be. They kind of made it out to where it's like we were Ghostbusters and we can get rid of your ghost. And, you know, this group, you know, the title was this group says they can, they can get rid of ghosts, question mark. I was like, oh, my God. You know, so they aired it a year ago, okay? And so, you know, I didn't really even look at the comments or anything like that, you know what I'm saying, whatever. And I guess they really didn't have any material for this year. They reposted it, okay? And... Uh, it got a lot of negative comments and I posted it and I said, you know, some people are commenting negative on my Facebook page. And I was like, let me be the professional, uh, mature gentleman that I am and just say haters are going to hate. <laughs> you know, that's just what I put. And I thought that was pretty comical because that's what I felt about it. Cause people were messaging me and asking me about it. And I, I really didn't care. It was just kind of funny, you know? So, yeah, cool. All right, well, we have come to this part of the show. It is our shameless self-promotion. you got stuff going on, right? i got a little bit going on. <laughs> all right, well, you just you just take as long as you need to, to share all that and how people can, you know, get in touch with all the stuff you got going on. All right, well, first off, let me tell you, you know, Rick did a name drop about ghost tapes earlier, and, I you know, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube out there. There's a lot of shows out there. i tell you what, I, I really enjoy watching ghost tapes i really enjoy it and when i saw that rick was joining the cast of that i got really excited you know because i was like oh now it's just gonna get better and then when i saw the spirit box in rick's hands i i went and i paused it and i went and took a picture and <laughs> <laughs> he actually gave me some shit on that on facebook you so, probably had it coming i did i had it coming but no it's, it's cool I loved it. I loved it. So, but, you know, um, I'm going to be at Tombstone next year, uh, speaking at that event. Let me get the date. The, it's yeah, May 1st weekend of 2015. Um, it's a, a two day night investigation in Tombstone, Arizona. We have the entire town and even places that they never let anyone in before. We have that. Yeah, Steve Huff is going to be there. Um, 
a whole bunch of other uh, celebrities are going to be there talking. Let me see. Uh, I know one of the Walking Dead cast members is going to be there. Uh, one of the uh, Sons of Anarchy cast members is going to be there. Um, a, a lot of uh, cool people are going to be there. I'm going to be speaking there. Um, I'm also going to be speaking at next year. I got to look at my notes. Uh, Copper Queen Hotel. Um, that's going to be August 7th and 8th of 2015 in Bisbee, Arizona. Um, it's going to be a night of paranormal investigating. Uh, it's supposed to be one of the most haunted uh, hotels in America. Uh, it's VIP tickets. Tickets are $200. Vendor tables are $75. Um, we have the whole hotel. So uh, if you go there, you can find all these things on Facebook. I'm going to be at Tyler City Paracon speaking... Um, what's the date? Let me pull up my notes. Uh, it's not on here. Okay, Tyler City uh, Paranormal Conference. I'm going to be there. I don't have the date as of yet right now, uh, but there's going to be a lot of people. I'm going to be there with Dakota Lawrence, uh, Kevin and Randy. We're, uh, we're all going to be there speaking and uh, having a blast. So if you're out there, come on by and see us. Um, Currently, I'm working uh, with someone kind of special. I can't announce it right now, but if you're visiting New Orleans, uh, New Orleans, contact me. Let me know you're coming. Um, I have some really awesome things planned for the tourists coming into New Orleans. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm, I can't really announce it just right yet. I'm like a day or two out, you know, being <laughs> able to say what's good, what I'm going to be doing, but. Um, yeah, c- come on down, contact us. Uh, you can find me at www.paranormalsocietyneworleans.com, uh, YouTube, www.youtube.com slash paranormalnola. Uh, pay attention to my page because I have some big announcements coming up about some film stuff I'm doing down here. So, yeah, I'm, uh, it's going to be uh, really fun. <laughs> You're happening. You're yeah. a happening guy. Yeah. Black I'm, Warner, brother. Yeah, maybe too much, all right? <laughs> 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 Maybe too. and we still do I still do residentials regularly so you know Very um, good. yeah well, right. I never stop doing residentials ever ever all right well so. it's a pleasure having you on the show I'm sorry we waited two years between times you know you can come back anytime you just <coughs> give Cheryl or Rick a buzz and let them know and we'll work in I sure appreciate it I love talking to you guys it was a great conversation yeah it's fun it's I'm great. sorry I had to tune you out to cough that's okay that's right. I get tuned out. A, women tune me out a lot. Okay. Okay. So you're used to it. All right. I'm Very good. Okay. Right. Well, have fun down there in New Orleans, and I hope we talk to you soon. All right. Good night, guys. All right. Night. Thanks, buddy. All right. Well, good conversation. What I heard when I wasn't coughing, anyway. Yeah. I mean, Chris. Chris is a super swell guy. He and I we talk quite a bit. Um, he's he's just a night owl. I guess I kind of wonder if the dude ever sleeps and. So it's he like, sounds like he sounds like the Energizer Bunny a little bit, so maybe not. Yeah, he does. So it's like, yeah, he knows that I'm up at like three o'clock in the morning at work, and he'll, hey, Rick, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so it's very cool. It's always, it's always a good conversation. He's a swell guy. Yeah. So coming up next week, we have our very special. Um, me, Chuck, and Rick are going to tell you our scary investigation stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, so come around for that. Uh, coming up after this show on the big In the Dark Radio with Chucky e. G, he's going to be talking to teen psychic Cassidy Ray. Oh, okay. Yes. And um, 
Cheryl. Hey, gang. It's time. It's time it's to time. check in. It's time to check in. All right, cool. What's um, going show, on with the pug? With the pug. Um, pug, October issue it is going to be well worth the wait, I promise. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I promise. Um, now that we're settled with the move, um, we're hoping to get the issue up by, by this weekend. So check out ParanormalUnderground.net for October 2014 issue. And... Um, I have a sad announcement. I don't know if I announced this yet, but um, I can't remember um, with everything going on. But um, we are saying goodbye to our app on the Apple Newsstand. You did. Yes. I, I said that yes. already in Google Play. Yeah, at least at least for the foreseeable future, um, our our. Uh, uh, partnership with the people who put the app up. Um, unfortunately, they're not going to be able to continue with that, which is which is sad news. But um, you know, you never know what's in store for the future. But we will still offer the magazine via our website and um, via PDF. So um, there's also print on demand via MagCloud. So we'll still be out there, just not on the app. Unfortunately, for those who have the app uh, subscription. Um, and it has not, and may, maybe there's still some time on their subscription. They can email paranormalunderground at live.com and we will get them switched over to the PDF subscription um, to make sure they get their issues um, so they don't, they don't miss anything. Okay. So, very um, good. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, but, but the magazine, like I said, is still going strong. We have some great articles, of course, um, a lot of great content coming up as usual, and so we're excited about that. Um, also, uh, November 6th, I wanted to talk about our guest. Her name is Connie Willis. She is a TV host and a spokesperson, but she's also a paranormal investigator. And okay. um, yeah, so we're going to be talking to her about a few different types of topics. And if you go to her website, click on the little moon by her head. And she's got a headshot. So by her 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 face, go to go to the left, I believe. And there's a little crescent moon. Click on that, and you'll see her paranormal info. And she's done a lot of really cool paranormal projects. So um, that's going to be a good show. What's your website? I think it's ConnieWillis.com, but I'm not a hundred. Yes, it is. It is ConnieWillis.com. <laughs> Yeah, I better turn that off because that music is going to come over. I'll have to look at it later. It has applause on it. So. Yeah, it's got some music on I thought on that there. was like one of those little things that people usually do on radio. You know, it's like, <laughs> I oh, thought people were clapping that? for me. That's right. <laughs> you can you can think that. That's okay. I'm sure some are clapping for you guys. I'm um, sure probably the entire world is giving me a standing ovation. <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be interesting. And, um, yeah, well, um, I have some more guests coming up. Um, can't really reveal them quite yet, but, um, we have some cool stuff coming up. We have so many secrets on this show. I swear. <laughs> Too many secrets. You can't reveal guests. Rick can't reveal projects. Chris well, can't actually, reveal I can projects. Reveal. I'm an open book. Ask me anything. Wait, Rick, Rick, you can reveal pot your project now. Yes, I can reveal so, the project. So, like, oh. an hour and a half makes a difference. <laughs> well, no, because, I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Jill Marie Morris just wanted to wait, you know, she could put it, you know, announce it herself. I am involved with uh, Jill Marie Morris. Um, as you know, we've had her on in the past. 
she was uh, she is the author of uh, 207 as and as well as the uh, Saint Sinners and Holy Ground. Um, I will be involved as the investigative group with some of my colleagues in the documentary that she is doing on um, on her books. So exciting. That's, that's exciting. That's right. So yep. So now because she 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 announced it. I can announce it. So really, really looking forward to working with Jill and uh, really looking forward to looking into the um, experiences that she had. And the people that lived in the apartment of 207 after her, it seems that whatever was there may have followed them. So that's mm-hmm. what we're there. That's why we're going to be there to find out. Well, um, see, that's exciting. So what other secrets do you have? That's it so far. Mm-hmm. Oh. You, you know, it's, you suppose <laughs> Chuck has secrets, too? I know Chuck has secrets, and he never tells me I'm supposed to be his bromance. <laughs> no. <laughs> you guys are in bruv. He should, you should have pillow talk. I know, or right? Or is it like brolo, brolo talk? Brolo talk. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> well, that's exciting, Rick. Congratulations. And Cheryl, you. you're just going to keep your secrets. Yeah. And like I say, I'm an open book. Ask me anything. So what are you doing for uh, dinner tomorrow? What am I making for dinner tomorrow? I yeah. have leftovers from tonight. I make a two nights dinner. Now I I oh. make it for two days in a row and we eat for two days and then I cook again. So I'm making um well I made spare ribs, beef spare ribs in a red wine mm. and horseradish sauce. Wow, will you come cook for me? Mm, but then we had mashed cauliflower too and I I, I liked it but I'm hearing perhaps from the uh, kitchen that Jim was not so fond of it. Oh. But he Good humored me and ate it anyway. <laughs> Did you hate it, Jim? He didn't hate it. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. It's a winner. <laughs> oh my He's gosh. still a little cranky about the heart attack diet. What can I say? Yeah. Um, okay. Man. You never... Man. I'm sorry, Rick. Go ahead. I was just saying get used to it because there's nothing, there's, there's nothing better than, you know, living healthy. Yeah. Hey, no, I Bob asks if I figured out what was yeah. in your new basement. No, because we haven't talked. Yeah, we got to talk. And when I was doing it last week, um, I was getting stuff from other people. So you and I need to talk on the phone. Okay. And see, so tell me how that's going. Are you still noticing? No, I'm not. Any- I'm not noticing anything. Okay. Um, no. All right. No, but I've been I've been busy, crazy busy. So is I, Chad really noticing looking. anything? Hey, Chad, have you noticed anything around the house? Paranormal nature? No. All right, all good. So we'll okay. talk when you know we both yeah. have time, and yeah. you know, but not when I'm cranky. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not then. Karma Cookie wants to know why would one go on a diet to get a heart attack? No, he already had one, and that's why he's now on the anti-heart attack diet. <laughs> yes, that's how that works around here, and I am, uh, I am the food police. Just ask him. Well, so that's good. That's he has it. You. All right. So stick right. around because our good friend Rick's brofriend Chucky G is coming up yeah. with a teen psychic, a Cassidy Ray. Is that right? That's correct. I don't have her name right there in front of me. Ooh, yes, that is. I correct. remembered something. Look at me. <laughs> um, so you know, stick around, listen to Chucky G. Rick and I will be back next week, six p.m. Pacific, nine p.m. Eastern, other times in the flyover states. Thank you guys for listening to Paranormal Underground on the Hazy Radio Network. Glad you could be here, and have a good week. Bye.
If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio, email editor at paranormalunderground.net. Until next time, keep exploring the unexplained at paranormalunderground.net. Please join us next week for Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network.